All right, put your phone away. What are you, a teenager? No, I'm just showing off. Oh. Gene, I've been to your house. I've seen the... Sold that one. ...vast room. Now with... it's at the real hotel. It's Kiss World. <laughs> you, ought to, you ought to, like, really quit music and teach a course in business. How much? <laughs> I have I mean, to say, though, I... your... This property is out of this world. Oh, thanks. The fact that you were smart enough or somebody told you, buy this, do this, and do that, just right. fantastic property. Oh, good. Well, I am i can't tell you how thrilled I am to have you here at Club Random. I hope you'll come back. Like, Why? Is it over now? I'm no. <laughs> no, I mean, like in the future. Oh, you know, we didn't just, even start yet. I, no, I, I don't mean as a guest. I mean, like, this, is, this has been my party room for 20 years. We're just now also filming some of it and by the way it was a great fucking idea because otherwise somebody like you who i love and have known forever but never really sit down with because we're the type of people we are you know when we sit down and talk when it involves work because we're workers we're workaholics we're worker bees <laughs> people who get someplace usually are workers even in the crazy business well, of they, show it's, it's in the dna and i don't understand the workaholic reference because that's a negative and i think right by the, by the sweat of right. my brow and all that yeah and we we can't give birth but we can work who can't give birth men i guess you haven't been reading the papers well i know where you're going to but so far no gene well gene not that we should really get onto that subject but i mean as long as you threw it down there as a gauntlet it's a big thing these days that the part of the country that's crazy on the left is apoplectic that you think that there might be a slight more chance that a woman than a man would give birth. Seriously. Well, I mean, I'm sure some mad scientist someplace can open up a cavity or thing and stick a child in there. But No, it's not, not that. It's that people transition so that someone who was born a woman is now quote unquote a man a man i mean if you want to identify that makes you feel better and it blows your dress up the look, new dress you just look, bought I, when I you have became to say, a woman in, in the interest of full disclosure you're a woman for the fact because our fans run the gamut from far left far right middle and you know conservatives liberals and there are two different sides to the same coin and there are right. many different kinds of americans and i fully right. support all of it so for the record i fully support anybody who wants to identify themselves as anything you you want to done makes, uh, you, makes you happy and then you die that's all there is but great senator pussy you have my votes i mean okay i we get but, it we're not but in every okay. single dna of every single cell in your body you're either male or female there are slight exceptions the yes. hermaphrodites and anything but one is able <laughs> to give birth and the other one is not and um, actually dave Chappelle made a really interesting point and i think it was in jest and i think it was meant as a joke not to infuriate anybody he said lebron james today decides that he's going to identify as a female right and everybody applauds you should have the right to right. do that and he, so he joins the and wnba wnba and scores right. 870 points the first <laughs> yeah. game yeah and destroys I, everybody I, 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 and that's all i'm saying i think we all agree here in the senate that everybody in this country it's a wonderful world we live in now where you're free to be whoever you are of course but there is a level where people who are just looking to bitch and make someone who is not them the bad guy take it to this silly level. And to be constantly harping on pregnant men is just silly. It's a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, yes, it does it happen uh, that someone who identifies, again, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. But, you know, we're getting to this place in this country, not that we really should be getting off on this serious subject either, but you know what, it's important, where this is infecting medical schools. So it's affecting how people actually treat people. And then we're into the lives area, and that does matter. And they've already had situations where somebody was brought into the emergency room, and because they identified <clears throat> as a man, they didn't look that it might have been a pregnancy that was causing the problem, and it was. So, you know, it can go too far. Thank you. Now, Notice I'm not saying my that. running mate, Mr. Simmons, and I, 
running but, mate. Oh, that's right. You're the yes, top. You're the top of the bill. Yeah, now we're politicians. I'm just the VP here. Well, I'm sure you would always be the president. But um, Gene, <laughs> are you not a little verklempt by two of the things in this room? Over there is that sign that says "Playmates at Play." You saw that, right, when you came in? Okay, that's the original one from the Playboy. That's mansion. where I met Shannon. And probably where I met you. Okay. I'm not saying my relationship. But, we did, but you and I didn't in the same way that Shannon <laughs> no, and I. No. no, I'm not claiming. That I mean, it is Hollywood. I'm not as important as Shannon in your life. I was at your wedding, but you weren't marrying me. I concede that point. But <laughs> that sign was the one that was on the driveway as you drove up to the Playboy Mansion forever. It was iconic. I recognize it. So... When he croaked, they had a, you know, auction. Croaked. Nice. Nice, Bill Maher, when he croaked. When he, when he passed away, a little... Oh, Senator. Oh, come on. Who gives it... You're okay. talking about Hugh Hefner, who... I know that... Even though he had a lot of fun, really changed what the Germans called zeitgeist. Yeah, no kidding. And saying he croaked didn't, doesn't alter my opinion that uh, agrees with that. He, he died, so what? He passed. Oh, for fuck's sake. These are semantics, I, but I'm not anti-semantic, okay? See what I did there, kids? Okay. Was, All right. That was a joke. Now, <laughs> Gene, people are going to think you're an old Jewish gentleman. I am know. an old Jewish gentleman. Oh, that's right. How old are you? Me? No, the other guy. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Joe Biden. <laughs> you. I'm 60, 66. Well, I'm 73, bitch. So, well, I am an old Jew. And, you're st and a good Jew. And you're and you're still out there. Oh, you're yeah. not only an, uh, who you are. I mean, you're a rock star at seventy three. That's now that's impressive. That's a baller move, and you kind of look the same because you know what you're, hair. You got hair. Yeah, yeah. You but, just have to worship Satan. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You always look like you worship Satan, and you still do. You know? <laughs> thank, thank you. I think you know. So, like you, you <laughs> no. I'm serious. Like some people, they look. You look at a picture of them in in the heyday, and then they look a picture of them now, and it's like, oh, it's night and day. But well, you kind of have the same Bill, exact look. Bill Maher. It's called no drugs, no booze, no cigarettes. See what you're doing there? That smoking thing. So I can hold my hand in front of my face and it won't shake because of what you put. I'm not a health nut, but the more crap you put, that stuff too, I mean, if it's a taste here and there, I'm going to shake my finger in front of your face. It's not good for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. When did you become Aunt Blabby? <sighs> okay. Well, I've always been I, the same guy. Really? Yeah. I don't, I, remember, I don't remember you nagging me this much. Okay, I'll quit. But I do I do recall having lunch with you someplace. Oh, yes. I think it was for our TV show. And again, my point, yeah. what were we doing? We were working, which is a shame because I always loved you. I well, mean, and like, I would love to talk to you. But yeah, it's just the nature of who we are. Yeah. I don't chit-chat much and I really don't have many friends. Right. Or maybe none at all. No, that's so ridiculous. I don't mean that in the uh, headline-grabbing stuff that it's meant to be because I was almost crucified that. I did it some kind of interview someplace, and it, the Daily Mail and all these people picked it up. He has no friends, and he doesn't. It's not that. It's usually when people talk about friends, it seems to me, hey, what are you doing? You, uh, you want to come by and share a brewski and watch the game? I don't watch games, right. and I don't <laughs> drink. <laughs> I don't go to I don't go no. to bars. No, I don't you, go to ball games. I know, I, but if I do, I'll go as the guest of the right team or something. No, I think you're similar to me in the. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's an ash that just fell. Okay, yeah, this is kind of a big stogie. Anyway, this don't hurt you. This is just a clove cigarette, Gene. Anything you say. But I think we're the same in that, like we like the two like premium stimulators in life, which is sex and intellectual stimulation. I was just about to say, it's this and the schmeckle. That's all there is. <laughs> That's all there is. Because, and, and by the way, if you're not turned on here, right. Mr. Happy's going to work because we're animals, but it ain't the same thing as... No, doctor, remember Dr. Ruth... Uh, 
I knew Dr. Ruth. She was about this. Yeah, yes, the, quite well. Ruth, uh, what was her name? Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth uh, Westheimer. Westheimer. Uh, for the kids, she was uh, all over TV, like in the 80s, 90s, maybe a little past She'd be that. putting condoms on cucumbers. Yes. You take this and you shove it up the right. ass. And <laughs> just like that. She was a, uh, a doctor. You know, she was like, in another art, was Dr. Joyce Brothers. She was kind of a successor to her. The TV liked these women doctors who could, like, talk about delicate subjects. Because they were women and doctors, it was okay. So Dr. West, Ruth Westheimer was a, like a four-foot-tall German woman with a thick accent. Jewish German who wound up being a sniper in the Israeli army. Sniper? She should have been a tunneler. <laughs> she could get through the... No, she was a very... You know, she was a kill, real killer. I get her, it. I get the visual. Because of her diminutive... Nature. She was. <laughs> but she's probably got a good count on those... <laughs> But she would, like, always say, I remember, the brain is the most important sexual organ. You know? That's an interesting question. If you had a choice, you got to lose one, either your schmeckle or the ability to think and come up with stuff. Well, again, as you say, it, 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 it's a, almost a pointless question because one is useless without the other. I mean, first of all, you couldn't get a, a hard-on without a brain. Yeah, but not necessarily. If, There's a kiss if, song. If you, if you took off your staff of righteousness, <laughs> then your brain would still be capable of doing the amazing things that uh, somebody even in a wheelchair who's paralyzed can come up with, come up with string theory and so on. But if your brain stops, you're just... Well, I was at Larry Flint's bachelor party. Now, can you imagine the concept of Hustler magazine? I knew, I knew Larry. Yes, I understand. And, <laughs> and I remember, especially his wife. He was. Uh, I loved Liz. Wonderful wife. Yes. Um, and but Larry was in a wheelchair, as you know. Somebody. Yes. Shot him coming out of court. Absolutely. And but it did not stop him from. I don't want to get too graphic, but it did not stop him from engaging in things that you would think really would only <laughs> return rewards if you had a penis. What I'm saying is the male desire for certain things does seem to, interestingly, transcend actually having a working penis. Then what other... I mean, the urge to merge involves what other... Well, I, I'm j I know. I'm trying to be delicate because... Uh, well, you I mean, mean he got off on it mentally and visually? I mean, he, he behaves like he still had a dick, even though he didn't. How do you do that, I, Bill? I, Bill? I'm just saying he was uh, like at the bachelor party. Okay, I guess I could say this because he wasn't married yet. It was the bachelor party. Although I'm not sure any wife would want to know, know this. But I do remember this. There was a table. It was like a lazy Susan tape, but lazy Susan table. And there were, I think, eight women. And they were there with like, you know, ready to be orally serviced around the table. So he serviced them, but he didn't get the pleasure. He was pleasuring them. I'm just saying, if I couldn't feel my dick, I think I'd take up another hobby like bowling or something. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's either Schmeichel or bowling. But, and this must give you verklemption. Look at that. Cannibal women in the avocado jungle of dead. That that's, may be... That's my wife in the middle of I know. That's, I think that's... No, not the, not the one with the red hat. The one in the poster. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think that's how I know you is because this was 1988. Yeah. This was the classic Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death, which Which is a real movie and you can get it. Oh, yes. It won 11 Oscars. Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau was in it. She's the head of the Cannibal Women. Yep. I was Jim the guide, and your wife, uh, not the wife at the time, but Shannon, your girlfriend at the time, was an ethnographer who was uh, looking into the problem of these now cannibal that, Tell women. me that's not an, a woke term, ethnographer. Yes. Yes, we were very ahead of our time in 1988, although <laughs> it really was a commentary. It's actually kind of a funny movie, a commentary on feminism, or I can't remember what. I just know I had a ball. I'm so tired of all these isms, and I was just... What do you mean? I want everybody. Well, the the terminology. Like How about you know, live and let live. Whatever you want to call yourself, whatever ism you're part of, 
republicanism. It's like a liberalism, conservative. It's like live and let live. Right. And just move on with it. You don't have to put a title on it. Everybody needs to, it seems, to define themselves by what tribe are you from. And we're all, good, bad, or otherwise, stuck in this great experiment, really, called America. And I don't want to get too philosophical about it, but there's never been a country like this. And it's worth, you know, I, I was invited to speak at the Pentagon. I know it sounds like, what? Not too long ago, about two, three years ago. And I went to the Pentagon at the behest of the Pentagon and got up there and I ran into Barbara Starr, CNN in the hallway going, what are you doing here? I'm going, well, I'm going to speak at the podium. I'm going to address the media and everything else. She goes, why? I go, what are you doing here? She goes, well, I'm going to report. I said, okay, so report. But we connected immediately, and I told her that the reason I'm there is to pay homage to the servicemen and women who don't hear enough of that. It's always about policy and what it... Meantime, people of all political persuasions are out there risking their lives every year, year after year, for not, for an ideal. They may not agree with each other, but they'll risk their life and often give their life for this thing called America. And it's worth reminding everybody, it's like, get off your high horse, the person who disagrees with you, yes, even the ones who stormed, let the Justice Department take care of them, right or wrong, but they're Americans too. And the people who don't like the way you think and you don't like the way they think, you know who doesn't care? Anybody who hates America, they don't care about anybody. You think the you think Mr. Putin cares about left or right? He doesn't. You think Khomeini is a fan more of the left or the right? He doesn't like anybody here. So it's worth noting when and if aliens finally come to take over the planet, they won't have a clue what the differences are between the left, extreme left and the extreme right. They won't have a clue. You're just all earth people. I would also say that not just aliens, but in a hundred years, when historians look back on this period, if we're still around, they also will not make a differentiation as we do between left and right. That's right. They will, they will see common ways that both sides are really, really stupid and did stupid things like uh, anti-science. We, you're anti-science. Well, you're wearing a mask outside. So who's the bigger moron? I'm just saying there's lots of ways to be anti-science. I see it on the left and I see it on the right, of course, even more. They don't, they don't believe in global warming, things like that. I, ha I have a semi-associate somebody who firmly believes the Earth is flat. And members in our band, there's one member, <laughs> and I love him to death, who uh, believes in hoaxes, semi-QAnon and stuff like that. But so what? We are brought to you by SignalWire. SignalWire powers the future of cloud communications. Built by the tech OGs, the original geeks of software-defined telecom, their mission is to make it simple for you to build whatever you can imagine using real-time voice, video, or text messaging. The OGs at SignalWire have spent decades solving the most complex and awkward problems in communications. The only thing they can't help you with is when at Christmas your wife wanted a diamond bracelet and you somehow heard that as dust buster. But for the computer-related communications problems, SignalWire has you covered. From broadcast quality video to ultra-low latency voice and messaging, SignalWire has the APIs and SDKs to create unique and intelligent communications experiences. From within existing applications or websites, or building a new app from scratch, Join the millions of other customers like Amazon, Ring, and Home Depot who are using SignalWire technology to build the communications experiences of the future. And in the spirit of the holiday season, SignalWire wants to give you a gift. Visit SignalWire.com random and claim a free t-shirt when you sign up for a demo. Go to SignalWire.com random and claim your free t-shirt. Go to SignalWire.com random. Not to be cruel to show people but i mean you're not the typical show person because you're a highly intelligent guy who sort of don't forget good looking uh <laughs> and what's the one you used to say power smart and powerful and attractive man <laughs> you don't say it anymore i you're, do it all the time oh good how many so, times may i have you said haven't it said it to you? me tonight it's and you always used to say it it's bill it's a private moment have i <laughs> have i lost my attractiveness to you
That's, I, that's jail talk where I come I, from. Let's, let's, I hope not. But don't forget your train of thought. What was it? Yes, important. Yeah, I think it's that stuff. It took it away. I mean, so what? So you tell me. That's why you're here. <laughs> no, tell me. What is it? I wasn't on to something very important. You're you, right. You what were we talking about? Oh, you're torturing me. I know you know because you're Mr. Sober. Mr. Celibate? Mr. Sober. Sober, yes. Certainly not Mr. Celibate. Is is uh, sober uh, a reference only to alcohol or is it also no. to drugs? Absolutely. It well, is. alcohol is a drug. So alcohol is a drug. So is food, or it can be. You can kill yourself faster with food than lots of drugs. Um, I never thought of it that way. Really? You never thought of that? That food is, food kills more than any drug. You mean because of fat? Of course. Yeah. And I guess you could And drown. horrible food that, that has poison in it. And I suppose you could drown if you drink too much of that. I'm not drinking at all. What did you just do? But that's not liquor. It's I said water. You can drown if you oh. drink too much of that. It's oh, water. I'm sorry, Gene. I don't listen to the guests. <laughs> got to tell you, they pay me the same whether I. It's my line, my. Oh line. yeah, you make a bullshit fortune with bull- the, <laughs> the podcast. Oh yeah, bullshit. Bull- yeah, if there was any money in this game, I'd be in it deep. Don't you read the papers? There's tons of money in this. It depends. Well, yes, of course, like it, anything, it depends. If oh yes, if you're Rogan and you've what got a, yeah, not just him, but you know there are. There's no, there's, that's not why I'm doing it, but it would be erroneous to lead people to think that there isn't huge money. Now, why that is, I have no clue. Because if you said to me 10 years ago, hey, you know, AM radio, it's going to be the hottest thing in 10 years. I'd be like, you're nuts. What could be lamer than, and yet people, I remember when TV, I don't remember, but I remember reading about when TV started and they, said talk show what about a talk show and everybody was like who would just want to watch people talk they thought it would have no appeal and it turned out just watching people talk is the biggest thing in the world yeah and and has been the cash cow of tv forever and podcasting is just more people like to listen to other people fucking yammer depends depends who the people are i know but yes why they'd want to listen to any other one than this, I have no idea, because this is the one to listen to, because it's actually like actual people talking in a very real way. But, you know, people have, people listen to it for information reasons. I, I do that sometimes. I listen to some well, Bill, people who need people, people are the <laughs> luckiest people in the world. Now you could, I bet you you could have dated Barbara Streisand because you went out with Cher, right? And you went out with somebody else who was very Diana Ross. Oh, Diana Ross. Oh wow. I oh. managed Liza. Yeah, I know. Oh yes, managed Liza. Wow. Um, but Diana Ross, yes. I when I was thirteen, boy, I thought she. Was I understand. Very- <laughs> I understand. But you, Mr. Rockstar, you get to live the fantasies that other men fantasize about, right? Isn't that the deal? Listen, listen buddy. Isn't that why you sold your soul to the devil? Yes. Listen, buddy, you're, you're a victim. Oh, poor me. I'll sit here in the corner oh, no. with my crust of bread. No. I've seen the chicks around you. <laughs> okay. You do just fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mom. Okay. When we, so- when we went to, uh, when we had that shindig at the Key Club, I don't remember what it was, whether it was We did? Close. Who's I we? had a party at the Key Club. Oh, I know what it was. It was my solo record. It was a party for Asshole. Oh. And I think <laughs> that was the name of the record. Because uh, I'd been called that once or twice. I've heard that before. Uh, you know, I remember you and Shannon having some rows. I mean, well, uh, it's amazing that you two... I mean, the bond between you two, I, I know it's very strong. I remember. Well, look. So it lasted through lots of, you, right? Come on. It was, it was never uh, vitriol, and it was never sort of that physical stuff, but there's no question that in the 29 years that uh, Shannon and I were together before we got married, because I was, just for the record, arrogant, self-absorbed, just an asshole, who was only thinking about myself. I want, why did you do this? Because I wanted to do it. Who you ask, where are you going? Where am I going? Who wants to know? That sort of thing. I was even arrogant enough to give Shannon a piece of paper that said, full disclosure, I never want to get married. I never want to have kids. 
We can live together, but I don't want to be told what to do. Like full up front. And yeah, but you know, I I mean, I know, I know. No, no, no. I mean, I think that's admirable that you're honest like that. I also believe in honesty in relationships, but I also am not going to pretend that no matter what you say on the intellectual level, like put it on a piece of paper, you can read it. It's different when the shit is actually happening. I mean, Gene, you're a no dog. You're a, you're a dog. I say that with the greatest no, respect. No a, question. I heard, I heard Shannon like I've never just without, I can't even use the right words, uh, the amount of pain I caused her and the kids too. And it I remember was, when you were also mad at her probably because she did something retaliatory. I remember you being mad. With what? With her because she probably did something retaliatory. I remember things you... I don't recall, and it wouldn't matter to me, because at a certain point, it was this, uh, even assholes and arrogant ones, every once in a while just sort of take a stock of their lives and understand that there is nobody like, Shannon is my Jesus, she's the only one, she's the only one who's ever really understood me and stuck by me for 29 asshole years right. and never tortured me enough no, you're to a, dump you, me. You're a little like the Clintons. You know, when people um, said, because people just like to run their mouth and they don't know anything, and I don't know anything about uh, what goes on inside of a relationship, but I feel like people want to always make things more exotic than they are. So with Bill and Hillary Clinton, it was always, you know, it's an arrangement. And my view was, it's not an arrangement. He's a dog. Yep. That's it. But he really loves her, and she really loves him. That's a little more complicated, but it's the truth. You know, I mean, she said at the time something like, I could have left him, but at the end of the day, I've never met a more interesting person, and I don't think I ever will. You know, I mean... It's too... That lets me off the hook too easily, and I appreciate that thing, but... No, that's true. In hindsight, though... I thought I was taking the high road by being upfront at the very beginning of the relationship, and yet I found myself buying a house, moving in together with Shannon, doing a will, making sure she'd be taken care of, making sure the kids, like acting as if we were married, but never wanting to be married because the moment came when I had to understand I was afraid of getting married because I didn't want to become my father. My father left us, see, I even said us instead of me. My father left us when I was about seven years of age, just like so many fathers do. You were living in? Israel. Israel. And I was the only child to my mother, and my mother did everything to the day she passed at 94, never stopped looking at me, calling, flying, or just, you know, beyond, you know, the angel of all angels. And I thought, like, what's the difference between my father and myself? And I couldn't figure it out, so I wanted to make sure I would never hurt anybody else the way my father hurt my mother. I would see her in the middle of the night crying her heart out Mm. and you know, trying to blame herself. What did I do wrong and, and so on? And I heard Shannon say the same things to me when I'd break her heart but, over and over li- again. Life is just always going to include both being hurt by other people and hurting other people. I mean, it's like we're in one of those bumper car <laughs> things in the, you know, amusement park, and you're in a bumper car. They're, you're going to get bumped by other bumper cars. But and sometimes you bump them, and sometimes they bump not, you, but as long as not, you're going it's, around the track... It's not, it's not the same. Because no, it's not the when, same. Of course, it's an analogy. No, I don't mean that. I mean the amount of pain when when your lady, when no. your girlfriend, your wife, and it gets hurt, it goes I know way deeper than it does to you. Because it, either we're designed or the DNA or whatever, and I've been hurt in the past, but I remember at a little when I was about seven, seven and a half, my mother had to go work. Uh, she was working six days a week from seven in the morning until late at night, seven, eight o'clock. And in the middle of the night, I I woke up and she, my mother still wasn't home, and I was scared. There was nobody around, and you hear dogs barking scared to death, and went out on the balcony and started crying, you know, where's my mother, where's my mother? 
And yeah, I've been a mama's boy all my life. And where's my mother? I remember this distinctly and then finally being scared and starting to cry, you know, hysterical. And I must have done it for at least an hour, maybe more. And then finally exhausted, falling asleep. And I remember up here in my mind, the next morning I woke up, my mother was there, and it was fine. And then I didn't verbalize it to myself, but I validated the idea that emotions didn't get you anywhere, that this too will pass, and don't put too, you know, don't put all your eggs in the basket of emotion. So when I went to uh, junior high school and everything, my nickname was Mr. Spock. It's like I didn't, not making this up. Hey, Spock, come on over here, because I thought nothing got me angry, nothing got me. It was a way to, it was armor, because I didn't want to get hurt anymore. I, the exact same thing happened with me, really. I was dumped in high school, my first girlfriend. And it was like, to this day, the most devastating thing, because because you, you're just so unprepared for it. Yep. And you something clicks in you, and, and you go... The thing I can control for happiness is me, which means career. The thing I can't control with happiness is love. Because even though it's fucking awesome, they can get hit by a bus, or they can dump you, or it can just grow old, or, you know, things change. It's like two dragonflies. You see those dragonflies? They fly in these pairs. Like, somehow they just never deviate from one from the other, even though they're darting around. People, we're not that good. <laughs> we're not dragonflies. I will always be Shannon's dragonfly. Wherever she goes, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Right, but you were a dragonfly who got a lot of pussy on the side. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I know. You wrote, a, don't you have a book with like 5,000? Shannon and I came clean before I married her. I said, uh, no secrets, no nothing. I showed her all the photos and all that stuff, and we had a photo burning ceremony together. Oh, you burned them together. What a tragedy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gene. There were a lot of photos. I, I know, but why, I mean, why couldn't you have given them to, like, Club Random? I mean, or to I, you. I, I, no, I'm saying I would have paid good money. What's Club for, what? This is Club Random. That's, oh, Club Random. This is. It would They would go well here on the walls, but... Okay, so well, first of all, you what, you you would document every encounter because almost, you just almost all of them, right? So you're the one who kept Polaroid in business. <laughs> yeah, this guy. It was all uh, what did it, you know that phrase and movie? Oh, they meant nothing to me. They didn't. They they meant well. That's not very nice to them. I mean, there's yeah, some. Yeah, but it was listening. it was upfront. You know, but you wake up with I, somebody whose name you never bothered to learn, even if they don't stay the night. Right. I well, no, to... most people don't have that experience because, again, rock star is a different category. Yeah, I understand. It, I it, get ju it. It just is a whole different thing. There, something about music goes right to the pussy. Cultural, culturally, there's some. If I was a plumber or a dentist, it wouldn't be the same thing. I get it. Well, and you don't have to if be. If you were this... a dentist, you'd be a lot of drilling. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> You wouldn't. Uh, oh, you don't gee. have to be the best looking guy, whatever. If you've got a guitar around your neck, you're you're not going to well, be. Well, especially if you're massively popular and play stadiums, yes. like like Kiss. You know, I mean that that kind of has there a little is, something to do with it. And there's it. something to be said about studying what it is about that. And power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Yeah, uh, Daryl Hall was here about two weeks ago, and man. He cracked me up. I said, you know, rock star, how hard is it to like, I guess we're talking about the wife or divorce or something. And how hard is it to, you know, not uh, to be faithful? And he just said, impossible. Um, impossible. I, I understand what he's saying, but I got and, married at 62. Right. 10 years ago. And I will tell you, it's possible if you have that. And, and men, yeah, are do there's men, a men are dogs. If you have the that moment with yourself where you're going to basically admit to yourself, I don't want to die alone. No. I want to die. Right. But it's also because it happened at 62. It's true. And not 32 because... It's true. Uh, you, you, what happened is that your horniness waned 
And uh, that's like a blessing. It's almost, I think it's the male equivalent of menopause or something. It's like when you're like, I feel like I'm in the exact right amount of horny right at this I, time in my I life. Because believe- it's not like a monkey on my back all the time. Unless like when you like that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I firmly believe that the male of the species has loose screws. And uh, scientists tell us we think about sex every eight seconds. And it goes all the way back to... Uh, when uh, we were 12 years old and the uh, the bell would go off to the next class and Johnny's not standing up because, you know, he's got the full him. erection. And uh, Johnny, uh, can't you stand up? What's it? Can't you control yourself? No, I can't. You have no control over that. We can't fake liking that. So, I, yeah. So but, men, men are flawed. We are. The fact that women straight relationships ever give us the time of day they know they know deep down inside and they should keep us on a short leash because the tendency of men no but see being on any kind of leash already you just lost me and no relationship i think is going to succeed if anybody's on a leash except for the ones where (laughs) you know perverts like that's their kink is people um, that literally on a leash but i mean metaphorically on a leash no i will say that uh, i mean as bright there are bright men in the world and as bright as i think i am or don't think i am there's no question that the word wisdom doesn't apply to me shannon is far wiser than i will ever be there are things you can learn quantum physics and string theory and all that if you really study hard and understand the concept you can't learn wisdom, and that comes with being able to give life, and only women can do that. Well, it's my mother and Shannon, and I don't cry when I think about you or any other man. <laughs> but when I th- would you cry when you thought about me? Well, or or anybody else, you know, a friend, or oh. you don't. It doesn't get to you deep. Well, you, but you, if I think of Shannon I or know. my mother, you. it's deep, and I and my knees buckle. Well, because I know that above and beyond all the words and all the sinful stuff I've done, there's a Gene. kind of love that exists there that exists okay. nowhere. You got to let this guilt go, bro. I'm telling you. you oh, know, I don't feel you, guilt. You, you, you were the been there, done that. You were the lead singer in Kiss. Okay. Am. Yeah, that's right. I with I, Paul. I know. I, but I'm just saying this has gone on for like 50 years. Yeah. You can't compare that position, uh, you know, on the horny level and, you know... Uh, that well, I'm thing, only talking you're, you're about own, myself. I'm man, not qualified no, to make a statement but, about any other man. But this, this, the adage, a man is only as loyal as his options, is relevant to... Generally, depending on, on how old you are, yes. yes. Generally, right. in the earlier years, it's about the options and how selfish you are. And whether or not you care enough about anybody else other than your own things. And what, the younger but, you are, the stupider and more arrogant I mean, you are. And maybe this is cynical, but the, the hard truth of that is, is you were able to do that because of what happened physiologically. Because you just don't have as much horniness coursing through your body, making you go in this other direction. That leveled down and that allowed your brain, you know, to sort of Okay, you know you know the story you told us about Larry, Larry Flint. Yes. It was later on in life. And yes. There were nine girls and anything. So whether he was physically able to perform or not, the opportunity well, was there. Bill, there's his, always his tongue still worked. So there's always opportunity, but I have no desire whatsoever on any level. And by the way, I don't give a fuck what anybody else may think. Shannon and the kids know the truth. They've gone through all the heavy seas. You know, I'm pretty good friends with Nick. That's good. Can I tell you something honestly? Of course. I like him a lot better than you. (laughs) You know what? And I love you. And you know what? I do too. I really do. You... Your kid is so great to hang out with. He's you should, so he's, you, you should meet Sophie, who's getting married in February. Oh, right. My I God. think when I did that reality show with you, uh, that we had that lunch, I think what we were talking about 
what the you know spontaneous conversation was about was Sophie was had a boyfriend or something, and of course you called me for advice. <laughs> Don't you love show business, Gene? Uh, and so she's gotten. So she's oh, that's nice. So he's a Mormon. No, he's from a Mormon family. Come on. No, wait a minute. Don't just label. Don't just label. His family are strict Mormons. He is not. Hey. He grew up in the family. They've been living together eight years. No drugs, yeah. no booze, of course, no cigarettes. Hey. Works hard. Sweetheart, whatever blows your tabernacle, <laughs> I'm fine with. I'm like you. Live and let live. I, I, especially with the conservatives, you know. I refuse to join this ugly liberal pack of people who are like, I wouldn't breathe the same air as someone who voted for Trump. Fuck off. I wouldn't vote for Trump either, but you're just an asshole. I, I agree. There are there are some very, and I'm friends with them, uh, in our own traveling uh, small city of 60 people. Some are avowed Trump fans, and they're good family people. They don't right. necessarily yeah. be, believe in yeah, oath keepers or any of that stuff. They just have, of it's course. It's complicated. And they have a right to like live in this country just like you do, and they're Americans too. Yeah, right. And so this whole, we better figure this out pretty quickly. That's so and true. My recommendation to everybody else is get rid of all the titles. The title. Pluralism and feminism and all this kind of stuff. Just stand up for yourself and... We're lucky as hell to be yeah. living in America, I'll tell you that. There was a, an interviewer, happened to be a conservative on a college campus, and it was an interview, it doesn't matter what his name is, the uh, college kid who, of course, is, has all the resume and experience that life can give them, having just entered college, <laughs> fucking moron, walks up to this conservative guy who's got a microphone. What do you think about this guy? You're an evil son of a... And you're thinking you shouldn't be, uh, you know, riling up. I'm going to call the cops. He goes, please do. I'm on pub public property. I just want to hear what you have to say. And the college kid was saying, I'm a thisism and I'm a thatism and you're not. He goes, uh, so? Right. And he's going, I just want to find out what you're thinking. And the big problem, it seems to me, is that everybody is so ingrained. There was another, on Bullshit, the show that Penn and Teller are doing, they actually sent people out. There was a Greenpeace demonstration, and people were going up to the people marching in, uh, you know, in the Greenpeace. Uh, what are you marching for? Don't kill the whales and all the, What's What is the march all about? Uh... There's too much rain. You know, they just they didn't know they had no idea. It's this it kind of lemmings, here. lemmings marching together without understanding what it's all about. In fact, point of order, the person who originally started Greenpeace quit because it became it started off as a let's make the planet better, don't kill all the whales, et cetera, et cetera. It became a political party. You couldn't well, be on the know, right and be gotta, part of Greenpeace, so he quit. I gotta throw a little flag on this play, just because I hear this all the time. Whenever people want to sort of put forth this idea of some airy-fairy, too-far-left, crazy cause, they always go right to save the whales. And I just got to stick up for the whales and say, I really think that's a real thing. I really oh, want to... Really of course. Okay. I mean, there, there is a lot of silly stuff, but whales... We, we shouldn't, I mean, we're killing the oceans. Well, let's not. <laughs> let's, it's a party. Let's not bring everybody yeah, I do down know with. some very important people who are putting skin in the game and are making some big changes. Really? There's a guy who I've become pals with who happens to be the biggest guy in Australia. And uh, I don't know if I should make, why not? He's public anyway. Uh, Andrew Forrest. And... He has taken me around, and we started talking about, he's got a huge company that's worth billions and billions of dollars in mining, in materials, and shipping, and all this stuff, and he's switching over. He promised us to go carbon-free, and I'm going to look up just a quick thing, just to make sure I don't misstate it. Well, you know, Gene, usually we don't allow... Phones here at what? Well, it's not a phone. Brand. That's a cell phone. Invented, by the way, in Haifa, Israel. The technology. Oh, Israel's Motorola. killing it with the technology. Oh, with technology and. I have uh, Netanyahu is coming on real time at the end of 
I'm a big fan, and uh, I, it was all political. And whether his wife ordered fourteen thousand dollars for drapes and all that, it's all bullshit. And what about modest Yahoo? <laughs> you remember uh, him? modest Mouse? That's no, he was like an Israeli rapper. I remember. You remember that guy? He was I've like heard of it. Yeah, modest. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I was at. Uh, and I think it was the Sundance Film Festival, and he was English there. English guy, I think. Maybe, but... A Hasidic, he, a Hasidic yes, kind of a... Yeah, because he, like, there was a little bit of controversy. He wouldn't get on stage, like, with a woman. I mean, like... I used to be a Hasidic Jew. I used to have Hasidim, but I don't believe pious? him. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I studied to be a rabbi, the whole thing. That could it, have been the kiss look. Well... <laughs> My Hebrew you went man. with the other one, though. I was born Chaim, but I can't be in a stadium going, Chaim, Chaim. <laughs> Dress British. Oh. Think Yiddish. By the way, could I take this opportunity, since I know you're a busy guy and a sexy and powerful man or whatever. Powerful and attractive. <laughs> powerful and attractive man. So I don't know when I'm going to see you again. But would you pass an apology for me along to Paul Stanley? And I don't, I'm not an apology person, but... I remember he was on Politically Incorrect, I think the first year or maybe the second. And I feel like there was a moment when I used him like as a, I wasn't nasty, but like something about a star over your eye. Because, you know, but he was not in makeup. And I think I, you know, I was young. It's kind of a stupid thing you do when you're young. And I always of felt course. I always felt bad about it because he's a smart guy. He's, he's your partner, very, right? He's the smartest, yeah. best partner you could ever have. The brother I never had, you know, from my mother. Really? Well, you just said you'd have friends. Now listen how you're talking uh, it's about it. If it's different, you know, we live uh, a mile or two from each other, but we don't, we don't go and grab coffee and talk Because about you're nothing. on the road together a lot. Yeah, that's right. That's what, <laughs> of course. Well, but you've got more than just, hey, how about the, those Mets? Right. It's not enough. Right. Got to be more. I was on your show uh, when Whoopi was on, and Whoopi, who's very bright, you know, in her own way, we were talking about Vietnam, and I went on record. And actually, you sided with me back then. You have changed, Bill Maher. Really? On what? Yes, you have. I said, uh, this is a little simplistic because the wor- the body politic worldwide is much more complex. We we promised Ho Chi Minh that Vietnam would uh, be independent, and then we went back on it because the French were torturing them since 1954. Yes, I used to teach sixth grade, and then he went to Yale, met with the politicians, and then we reneged because we found oil there. Surprise! We reneged about them going, and of course that's when he went to the north and said, we're not going to allow the Europeans to take over. And then Vietnam started. And he sided with the communists. He wasn't a communist. He just wanted to be independent. And if you take a look at Vietnam historically, they were never going to join China or Russia. They just wanted to be a free country. The the Vietnam fought a war with China four years after we left. That's exactly correct. And people aren't aware of that. And now if you go into North uh, North Vietnam, they have Four Seasons hotels and everything. Right. They just want to be left alone, like lots of people. Does Kiss play? Ukraine. Like places like, like that? Vietnam? Pardon? Does Kiss play places like that? Vietnam? Not yet. China? Not yet. But you would? Of course. Why not? Then why don't you? You play Japan. Well, it's just show me the money. What? It costs. Well, you're on tour now. and you. No, but it's not the same, Bill. the Because pro- it's so far away. And you got to. Right. Fly right. or ship. Yeah, and that's you, a million all, bucks just to get started. Right, because all your equipment. And once the once the makeup the, alone must be one plane. A lot. I wear more makeup and <laughs> high heels than all your girlfriends combined. <laughs> so once you put the uh, <laughs> trucks on the on the road, then it's you know then you can make it work. But I was going to make a point about Vietnam, and uh, you killed it because you went to the uh, joke. Uh, well, okay. I, I forgive you. No. Oh, so I did your show, yeah. Politically Correct and Whoopi. Incorrect. Was the and right Vietnam there. came up, and I said, this is not a popular United, but I fully support the troops going in there and trying to prevent, you know, sort of the manifest destiny of communism because Europeans did that in America. They said, Let's spread it and go country and take over the countries. Fully support it. Breaks my heart that Americans were dying there, so it's too complex, too easy to say, I support it, now go fight the war. I understand that. But historically, 
we did the right thing. And historically, we did the right thing by stopping the North Koreans from spreading. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a South Korea. And communism would, ev- and okay, eventually... So, uh, you accused me of changing, but... You were on my side. I, I agree, and I still am. And I've never said anything other. So, for the record... For the record, yes. We, communism, I've said it many times, I was never a Reagan fan, but when he said it was an evil empire, completely true. Of course it is. Okay. Now, um, this thing about him ending the Cold War, he played his part on the stage, he, and, and I give him credit for that. He had the coup de grace, he had the, but it was a bipartisan effort over many decades to defeat communism. But I also, like, I don't usually get that patriotic tingle in my balls for that Republican bullshit. But when Reagan said, when they asked him what's his strategy in the Cold War, he said, we win, they lose. No, that, I don't, I don't, that doesn't mean you have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. On that area, you disagree with it. It doesn't make him a complete asshole. It's just, no, I'm, you don't I'm saying agree I with like that. that. We win, you lose. I don't agree with that. No. Because oh, oh. Uh, no. Zig Ziglar, who came up with the... Uh, Zig Ziglar. Yeah, he wrote the... Oh, you don't know what that is? It's a philosophy in negotiating. The win-win. You've heard of win-win. Yes. Negotiate. Well, the truth is somebody wins a little more. That's That's how we both win. Truthfully... Somebody wins a little bit more. Zig Ziglar wrote the idea. It's oh. a negotiation. In right, business. I see. Okay. So, no, they don't have to lose. You can't, you can't push it in their face because living well is the best kind of revenge. So right. a, the glasnost actually means let's denuclearize. You can do whatever you want. We'll do whatever we want. And truthfully, we win because capitalism is a better right. system. Let them be communists. Correct. Don't bother anybody else. Stay within your borders, and we'll stay within our borders. We're not going to, because we don't do that kind of stuff. And P.S., we win. The dollar is still going to be king, and your ruble, not so much. So I'm curious now that you're, I mean, it's hard to have you here and not want to talk politics, because I want, <laughs> I, I, no, really, because I do want to know, know what you think about this, because, again, I don't know if I see you again. So where are you, like, I mean, I don't assume anything about anybody. Uh, let me just hopefully say you, you you do think Trump lost the election, right? Of course he did. Okay, great. I just have to ask everybody. Now let me respond for the record. Yeah. When he first ran in 2016, when he first yeah. got elected, I was happy. Happy about I knew the what? guy from before then. Right, you were on The Apprentice. Yeah, but right? a little, you know, see him in clubs and stuff like that. And right. uh, for the record, he had Bill and Hillary at his wedding, and Howard Stern went to his so wedding. What? He's not, he's not a politician. But my point, I want to say for the record, and people will tell you who who know me. Oh yeah, Gene was happy that Trump won. I was. Oh I didn't God. want Hillary to be happy. I thought, oh, businessman is coming in. He understands how to run things. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, I that's bought... The, that's the stupidest I, reason. I am sometimes stupid. No, I'm just saying, the, running a business is so different than running a government that the, the idea that somebody would be good at running government because it works precisely the opposite way. Tell me why. Because you can't just fire the board. It's a Congress. You have to work together. This is what the main thing, and not the main, but one of a thousand horrible things in that moron's head is that you can just act like a king. He doesn't even, he doesn't understand. He became, he became. He doesn't understand how government works and doesn't care to learn. I agree. The person that I saw first coming into power is not the person I saw within a year or two of that. Also so ridiculous. I, so He's I been the same douchebag for 50 years. What I'm are you talking about? I'm not sure about? I know what you mean by that. It's a little vague. <laughs> but, uh, but I changed the way lots of people right. changed. Look, I thought Biden was going to come in and be a major force. Uh, you know, I've got some big reservations about the man, not about his ethics and morality, but just about his the physical ability well, for to do sake. all that. I would think you, of all people, being 73, wouldn't want to be an ageist like that. You know, this is so funny. I am an ageist. I am an ageist, depending on the vibrancy and the mental alertness of what you've got. There's well, At a certain age, you, you can't look at a person and not say, okay, you're X number of years old, now how sharp are you? You're talking about the most powerful person on the planet. Right, who's had, I thought, a pretty amazing last six months. So 
the communication I, skills. I'm not talking about policy. Communication policy, skills are flat. There's there is such okay, a thing but, as the cult of personality. Okay, but and I like the man, but the ability to communicate a message is nil. Okay, but you got to ask backwards. Policy is the dog. No, no. Um, and communication skills is the tail. The important thing is policy. Yes, it's imp- that to- one I don't agree with. Because you, as you're a saying guy, that the words are more important than the deeds. Initially, yes, because the first impression you have of a female walking up to you before you talk with her is the impression. And then you find out where and who and what you do. As a male, you understand that. And the first impression I have of somebody coming on screen, it's the Nixon-Kennedy debate. They weren't listening to what the, the what the debate was all about. Nobody understands political platforms. All they saw was the five o'clock shadow of Nixon right. and the little beads of sweat. Right. That's all they remember. Right. And Kennedy was a good-looking guy, was able to put a sentence together. Do people remember what the political differences were? Right. Not at they were the mitten. least. And it's so interesting you bring that up because in 1960, the political differences between the two parties were fairly minimal. Totally agree. Because Tip O'Neill was a great politician. Both sides know, of the aisle worked together, and then something happened. It is happened. scary yes. the way this country, coming f- out of World War II into the 60s, you would say, like were... Oath was, keepers and all like the... Like we Q-Anne were very... I mean, what the differences on stuff was... was Workable, and so, they did. That's why they did make deals. And so, then we just moved yeah. so far. Generally, so generally now, speaking, I'm a centrist. Uh, I don't like AOC, and I'm not a fan of Bernie. But I think they're both fine people. I do like Mitt Romney and Miss Cheney. I do like that. And both sides hate you for saying those things because they both want you to align yourself with well, what. What the marching orders are. If you're a Democrat, it means this. You're a progressive. I'm not a progressive. I know that business has to involve people who don't agree with you. You're, you're about Gene to say, Simmons of kiss. They can kiss your ass. What the fuck? Some what do. do. What? <laughs> really? I mean, the haters are going to hate. You know, yes, you're right. But there's so many people in this country who I just, I just think they're just so pissed off, and I can't blame them. There's many reasons. Both sides. Yes, they're just pissed off and they want to break shit, like the capital thing. They just want to break shit. And you kind of can't blame them because they they are getting squeezed. But you can blame them because the people who don't agree with them will use that as a tool and say, see, they're burning our cities, whatever it is, progressives or ethnic or religious groups. Look at that. They're burning our cities. That's evil. Right. No, you can complain about that because... Images are the most well, important thing initially. I am reminded, and I'm doing some business in China, I'm reminded of that one brave Chinaman. <laughs> China, no, right. Gene, not a, Chinaman. A, a male, we don't, we don't a say, male <laughs> who's Chinese, a China I, man. It, we don't say that anymore, I promise you. See, I'm, I'm through with that. I promise you. I could really? give a fuck. <laughs> he is a male... Chinese person. Yeah, okay. Tell me how to say All that. Right. So he, a Chinese man is standing in front of a tank. In, <laughs> there you go. In, oh, I'm using the right words now. So a tank is about to run him over okay. at Tiananmen Square. This is June you of 89. You will never forget that image. 89. What were, that's right. And what were the differences of the political structure? What did the guy in the tank feel? You don't care because that image becomes iconic and supersedes and nullifies all the other. Well, and so I'm saying I, that when the good, good-intentioned people come into cities and break things and burn things, you understand where the where the anger comes from. But the, right. the effect visually is the most negative thing you okay. can have. I, I would say this to that. Um, You've picked a strange example to illustrate your theory that optics are more important because yes, Initially. That, but but yeah, because yes, the Tiananmen Square guy standing in front of the tank is iconic and everybody saw it. And China, all these years later, is more authoritarian than ever. So that's, it didn't that's fucking not, work. No, hence, that's not. No, no, no. Hence no, my no. point. I'm push back. This this <laughs> happened this week in Hong Kong. There was a football match, and they played the Chinese national anthem. And in Hong Kong, the entire audience booed. 
and made a lot of noise. No, no, no. Sometimes when you plant a seed, it takes a while. In an authoritarian, authoritarian uh, regime, it takes longer. You don't have the freedom. Just like, in, just like in Russia, somebody has an opinion, you get whisked off to jail, they don't see you for 10 years, and that's what's happening on the streets now. No, it's not the same. That image will never go away. And those ladies in Iran... And the Persians oh, are great people. This has so been. Great. This is a fire. This is a little yes. spark that's been lit, yes. and that you will never stamp that out. Well, it may I mean, not happen right away. Again, Gene, uh, odd choice because uh, there was something called the Arab Spring in 2011, and it did precisely get stamped out. It's just the beginning. Democracy is. Yes, I is agree. Not easy. Yeah, no, and and there's stops and starts to everything in life. So yes, but once. Once women publicly in an authoritarian theocracy dare risk their lives to make a statement about their freedoms, game over. May not happen right away, but you've got something to point to. Because if it's never happened before, I mean, Russia was never a democracy ever in its entire history of existence. And you're talking about Iran too. I mean, I know they vote in a theocracy, but it's not real. No. Just like Russia in the Ukrainian lands. No, all. your point about America is not wrong. It's so messy, it's, it's, but it's the best I thing am, human I know, beings have created. I know you don't follow me on television, Gene. It's all right. I watch you all the time. Really? Sure. Tell me more. <laughs> no, I watch you all the Thank time. Thank you. But I am, oh good, then you know, I am always making this statement about, I, I did it last week, about Immigrants, the only people who seem to really love America. I am one. I know, but they're the only people who seem to love this country. Everybody else, I was saying, I don't know why you're all fighting for it so much. You don't seem to like it, but immigrants, because they came from a place that was worse, have so much perspective or about have, it. Or have the opportunities here that would never and have opportunities. back home. Yes. That's all you need. But I, I would like to, there's a better Bill Maher than I see on your show. A better one? Yes, there's a better one. Hard to a believe. more effective Bill Maher. And I'll tell you what it's it is. the one right here? Than the Club, one sitting Club right Brandon. there. I know there is. And I know that you speak from a point of view of your own truth. And sometimes it doesn't make the most sense for somebody to stand in front of you and say, that's a fucking ugly dress you're wearing, even though that's the truth because it has a negative effect or hurts the people or they turn against you. So when you go into the vitriol against Trump, you're talking about an entire culture of people, 70 million plus people who voted for the man, because by the way, uh, Jean, they, they believed in it. Now hold on, I, I think there's a middle point of how to refer to these people. I stick up for these people all the time in the sense he that I- He was a former president Gene, of the United States. I understand. Not a moron. I know exactly who he is, a total moron. <laughs> not just a moron. He's The thing that's so dangerous about him is that he's stupid and he's crazy. I swear to God, he's stupid and crazy. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't care about knowing anything. You're making lots and of he's new a, friends. And he's an absolute narcissist. He has but a, you can a say that of you disagree. Month. But what I always have said, Gene, is you can hate Trump. You can't hate the people who vote for him. They like me now. The pe even when they that's don't agree with a lot of my policy that's an stuff, important because thing. I do stand up for this idea, I agree with you. We have to we have to walk it back from where we are of just hating each other and despising each other. And I don't want to breathe your air. Fuck your air. It's not yours. The, the, it's not yours, it's right? Everybody's. You have. To, it's a big country with lots of people that don't think like you, act like you, and you have to learn to share. Yeah. So, all right, I gotta go. By the way, I, he's very bright. He knows exactly what he's doing. And you can say, Trump? I really, yes. Oh, I don't, I don't like what he's doing. I don't agree with what he's doing. But when you hit the ground and go moron, idiot, and stuff, okay. you're opening the door for somebody okay. else to well, throw. Well, Gene, I have to, the show is called Real Time. With my, Gene Simmons. My other show was called Politically Incorrect. 
I, my brand well, is, true. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Yes, it may hurt your, some your people. Truth. I'm so sorry that the people who go to the Trump rally are wounded because I called their cult leader a but, moron. But you but, respect the people. You may not respect who they're going to see. Okay, that's right. That's the the important thing that makes intelligent people like I hope that we, you think I am, even if we disagree, is that you can keep two disparate thoughts in your mind at the same time. Before because I, life is like that. Before I came on your show, Shannon, who's always there to provide me with wisdom, she said, Gene, you're about to go on Politically Incorrect. Remember, your fans run the spectrum of beliefs right. and tastes. Yeah. And she's right. Instead of... Black. Right. Gene Simmons just opening up and this is truth, this is my truth, this is what it is. I've also got to think about people's feelings because the people who disagree with, let's say me instead of you, who disagree with my point of view passionately believe in theirs. They as much passionately believe in theirs but as I do in mine. Also, so there's no, we can find common ground by saying, God bless America. Really, because it allows both or all the different variations to coexist without resorting to arms. Yes, but the most, I think you're missing the bigger point, which is- Am I? Yes, be, here's what's, because you have this a special place in this equation you are describing, which is this. We are at each other's throats. We need things that we agree on in common. People can go to a KISS concert of all- Non-political. Well, and also you can be standing next to a guy who, if it wasn't that you both loved Kiss, right. you would hate him if it was a political discussion. You don't but, have to hate him. You can disagree with him. No, but you would. Him. But here's something that we, oh my gosh, we both love this and it transcends it all. So you are on a mission and I... And we need more music festivals that invite everybody where you don't talk about part. By the way, the reason they have curtains in voting booths because it's nobody's fucking business who you're going to vote for. Left or right. And I think that's a good piece of advice for all of us. Keep your opinions to yourself <laughs> I, and, and vote at the booth. You have proof. You touched me. I, I love that throughout this entire amazing hour we had together, uh, you basically <laughs> addressed the camera. And I was really only like a secondary character in the room. I love that so? you... And I, all right, I have to go back to my other job. Oh man, no, I have, you should be I... sitting. A man your age should be sitting more of the time. Club. Come here. Oh, you, you want me to stand? Okay. Come here. You don't want that. <laughs> and you know how tall my son is. Yes. He's oh. Up here. He is uh, so cool. Club.